Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Ten oh six here, Sunday morning. Today was spring forward, so Sunshine. don't forget to change your microwave and your stove. I mean, if you have any other clocks, uh, I don't know, I guess. Who still uses their microwave clock? Well, okay. That's a strange question because don't you want it to be correct? I don't care. I don't look in the, I need to know what time it is. Go look at the microwave. Like, I don't, there's, if you don't have something around you to tell time in, in front of you. It would, think- it would not bother you to look at it and realize it was an hour off. That no. would make me. It's not. Livid. I'll be honest. It right now, my microwave has a bunch of hashtags on it. Has a bunch of pound signs. Like that's what you know. Ding, ding, ding. Like the numbers are. I, I don't think I've changed the time on there for. I think your microwave is about to probably explode. Yeah, oh, no, that doesn't sound it's, good. It's in pretty good shape. <laughs> Error make code. A, it does, does make a noise. Four, whatever that <laughs> does means. make a noise. No, but yeah, it's, nobody looks at the microwave. I do. I I'm gonna side with Mike here. You use them. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, so first of all, my it's oven, not the my one I does seek have out. It's not like if like you're in you the said, kitchen and you want to see what time it is, it's right there. But yeah. it's also on my oven and it's also on the clock in the kitchen or like, how, do you really need to know what time? The- well, maybe well, okay, my body all, is positioned towards the microphone rather than the or the microwave rather than the oven. And so that is the closest one within my peripherals. I, I'd like to remind you that the day of the clock is long gone. Uh, so I live in an apartment. Except on your microwave. Like I, you mean like a TikTok clock? Yes. 
like hands it, well, and stuff. Well, even a digital clock, right? That that the time of that is mostly gone. You know, I don't have a clock on my night table. I have my phone. And if I want to look at the time, I lift my phone up and I look at the time. I don't have a clock. I don't have an alarm clock. I don't have a clock downstairs in my in my apartment. If I'm on the couch, I sit up, look into the kitchen, and look at the microwave clock or the stove clock to see what time it is. A lot of work. I mean, or I use my phone. But sometimes you're already sitting, and it's just right there. It's like, well, the couch is... Rashad's like moving like a crazy person. I'm sitting on the couch, and I can look over the counter, which goes into the kitchen. It's an open floor plan, very modern. And I can I can see what time it is. I have a clock. Wall sconces? What? Wall sconces? No. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying. I am a a guy. Yeah. I have paintings that I brought in when I moved, and I still haven't hung them because, well, I'm a guy. (laughs) I have a clock for aesthetics. I'm pretty sure it does not work. I Mm. haven't changed the battery on it in God knows how long, but it has a cool look to it, so it's up on the wall. There you go. Yeah, clocks look cool, and they're even better when they work. This clock doesn't work behind you. This clock says it's four. Four o'clock on the dot right now. (laughs) Yeah, but that clock makes this room look professional. I suppose. That's what I'm saying, aesthetics. This clock in front of me that has been brought in here to be a correct clock, all it does is go faster and faster and faster over the course of time. Because in in reality right now, it's 10.09.14. That clock says 10.09.42. It's 30 seconds fast. And we keep fixing it, and it keeps going fast. I don't know how that's possible. Time is all just relative, man. (laughs) Time isn't real. Time is what you make it. Time is what you make it. So, yeah, if... Change your microwave and stove clocks. No, I'm good. Stove is already on. Stove clock will be fine. But uh, the microwave, I'm not so much worried about that one. Strange. I don't need two clocks in the same room, do I? No. Then what's that? The stove is on. You don't don't need it. but it (laughs) They come with them. It is there. I'm good. It just bothers me. It's fine. It bothers me to see something be incorrect. I'm like, ah, fix it. It's fine. Fix it. No one needs that. There's clocks. (laughs) Phones, <laughs> televisions. Like there's plenty, plenty of ways to Xboxes. Plenty of ways to find out what time. It is. That's the other thing too. The new Comcast cable boxes don't have a clock on it anymore. They're just like these little, these little tiny boxes. Mm-hmm. I used to use that as like the living room clock. You got to press the info button. Oh, is that see, how you do it? That's how you see what time it is. Does it work on this thing? Probably. Boom. Oh, 10, 10 a.m. How about that? Hot clock talk. I had no idea that you could do that. You're welcome. Be, that's a hot fact right there. Yeah. Got to be careful saying that. What clock? Hot clock talk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Be very careful with all those words <laughs> say, together. Say that five times fast. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> no, don't do that. Hot I, radio. I got away with it twice. I'm not going for a third time. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I just think it's interesting because I remember growing up and like I had the little clock next to my bed on my night table and there were, you know, you had clocks everywhere, right? Or you wore a watch and watches kind of went out for a while. And now they're back because of Apple Watches and, like, Fitbits and stuff. And, like, everyone's wearing that to be healthier or supposedly trying to be healthier. So you've got you've got a watch on again, but it's different. So now you've got the it's watch on your wrist. You've got the watch. You've got the watch. You've got the, cl- the clock on your uh, phone. You don't really need clocks anymore. Man, you millennial. That's why you guys are always late. <laughs> you don't need clocks. Joe is looking at the clock on his microwave. That's why he didn't get here on time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, dude, you're also a millennial. I don't know. I don't know. I look, I'm pretty I, sure you're right on the upper border of it. I've always kind of, you know, sided more with Gen X. Mm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. I that. think you're. I think you're but still I on the upper I border am of in millennial. That millennial I've, I've got an old soul though. I've got a Gen X soul. Okay. See, so how many clocks do you have in your house then? 
Uh, my son has one in his room. Okay. Uh, one in the front room or in the living room. Uh, when like, are you talking like actual like I have hands? An actual clock? Yes. Clocks not with, not like a digital clock. No. Uh, my watch. Uh, Do you keep them wearing. all correctly on time? Yeah. Yeah. But just not part. the microwave. Uh, the the one in my son's room is and the one in my car is five minutes fast, just to make sure, just to make sure I'm always on time. Mm. So I've heard of that strategy before. Yeah, just <laughs> to make sure that I'm there. Like I'll look at, oh man, I gotta go. So, but don't you don't you start to know that it's fast in the car, and then you just realize that you're fucking. You know, yeah, but sometimes I don't, I don't really realize it, and at least if it's fast, I know I'm still on time. So mm. like, all right, I'm I'm not really tripping. So five minutes fast is good. There you go. All right, well. There you go. Clocks. Go buy a watch. That was the Blazers segment. Coming up next, <laughs> should the Blazers get LaMarcus Aldridge, huh? There's news out of San Antonio. This is Sports Sunday on the fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1015 Sunday morning, Mike Rashad Joe with you. Lush Rob Tires podcast where you can find the show if you missed it and want to listen on radio.com and 1080thefan.com. We sound great too. I listen to it sometimes. You know, let's just listen back to the show. Yeah. God, we have voices of angels. Mm. Do you not realize that when we're sitting here? Sometimes I don't. I don't think about it. And then I hear myself, I'm like, oh my God. Most people don't like listening to themselves. I, I, I sound so weird. I always feel like I sound super, super strange. I don't know. Do you like listening to yourself? Like, like? no, I mean, I, I will, but is it as a I'm, like thing? I'm not as opposed to it as some people are. Some people hear their voice and they're like, ah. I'm just constantly picking myself apart when I listen yeah. back. I'm like, oh, we're our own worst. That's not how you say that. I, I just record podcasts just for myself to listen to. I'll just go off for an hour and be like, damn, you're good, Joe. Mm-hmm. You're right. You just but give yourself put, the Barry Horowitz and yeah, pat I'm yourself like, on the back. Damn, like, yeah, you're man. killing it. Hey, confidence is important. I did that All today. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind listening to myself, but I don't seek it out necessarily. It's yeah, not it's, like a thing I like to it's, do. It's still really hard to do. Like when I'll listen to stuff, I'm like, oh, oh, you sound stupid. We're why our is, own worst critics. Why do you sound sure. so nasally? <laughs> Probably because you're up early in the morning and you got a little bit of the stuff he knows. Uh, maybe. Probably. Maybe. That's just when I wake up, I usually have like a little, and then it goes away. It's just, you know, morning, morning knows. Oh, okay. Didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it is. It is for me. So <laughs> I'm just assuming it may be a thing. Uh, okay. So LaMarcus Aldridge coming back to the Blazers question mark. Mm. He is currently not playing for the Spurs. They've agreed to part ways. The trade deadline is in 11 days. So they're going to try and trade him. If they do not, which they probably won't, they will buy him out and he will be a free agent to go sign where he pleases. Vegas odds have the Blazers at the second best odds to sign him behind the Heat being the top team uh, at plus 200. Blazers were plus 250 from what I saw. And this has caused quite a stir on Blazers social media because on one hand, I think you logically say, well, LaMarcus Aldridge still has some skill, right? Still a solid player. He's not what he used to be. He's a little bit slower. He's probably not as good defensively as he used to be, but he still could give you some some good minutes. And on the other hand, you have Blazer fans saying he betrayed us and said he was going to stay a Blazer, and then he left and set the franchise back a little bit. And I've seen a lot of that coming in just from kind of looking at all the tweets about it on social media and seeing how Blazer fans are reacting. Like, visceral hatred of LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, F that guy. Hope he burns in hell. Really extreme kind of stuff. And I'm like, what? 
like that that much hatred for a guy who left that many years ago um but i guess it's a thing right for me I understand the risks of it, but I also think it's fairly low risk at that point to bring in a guy who can, you can play off the bench who can get you some points. And, you know, there's the question of can he play defense, and I don't know. I mean, LaMarcus used to be a pretty good defender. I'm not sure. I, I haven't watched a lot of Spurs basketball with him on the floor, so I, I'm not 100% sure where he is at now in terms of his defense. But, I mean, if you're going to tell me I'd rather I'm going to play LaMarcus Aldridge for 15 minutes or Rodney Hood for 15 minutes, I'd much rather see LaMarcus Aldridge because Rodney Hood is – not playing well this year at all. So if that's the argument of like, who's the last guy off the bench, I'd rather it be LaMarcus Aldridge than Rodney hood. But you know, if it's purely just a, we need a guy who's a better defender and LaMarcus won't do that, then I guess I could see that argument, but you're still going to get 12 points from him, 10 points from him. So I, I don't know. Uh, Why I, not? Why I not think, do it? I think that we're, I think that we're really disrespecting LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, last year he had a career year in blocks and the, the, the latter part of his career, 1.6 blocks a game. And he also averaged 19 points last year. Uh, this year, just, let's just be real, man. So Drummond is, was forced out of Cleveland because why Cleveland is just going a different direction. They're just, they're good. They're getting younger. And that's just kind of what it is. Blake Griffin doesn't fit what they're trying to do in, uh, Detroit anymore. Mm-hmm. They're getting younger. Right now, with all the guys that they have in San Antonio, with Murray and um, Keldon Johnson and some of those guys, like they're going younger. LaMarcus doesn't fit that mold. He's playing like 10 minutes less this year than he was last year, and he's still averaging like 14 points. You think if, if – let's say this, Blazer fans, if you think LaMarcus Aldridge is about to come back here and come off the bench, you are crazy. I'm just, just being real. Like, look at his numbers. They're still better than Nurks. They're still better than, than uh, well, Cantor is amazing right now. Cantor's wow. doing his, well, offensively, Cantor's doing his hold thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go too deep into that, if the Blazers get LaMarcus Aldridge, he is coming off the bench. That is a certainty. That's He that's would not be crazy, starting. That's crazy talk to me, but okay. He would not be starting. But that's, that's crazy talk to me, but, you know, okay, that's fine. You know, right now, he just doesn't fit the mold of what they're doing in San Antonio. That's the only reason he's not playing. Well, here's, here's the problem. Skill set has nothing to do with anything. Last year, man, dude, average man, nineteen and and seven and a half. Well, but you, you got know? you got to admit he is getting older, of right? Course. So yeah. he's not the same player he used to be. Nor does he have the same ability to move around as much as he used to, just because he's getting older. Um, just again, just to reiterate my point, I suppose he could start, but the Blazers have a good starting five right now. Like that that works pretty well. Like they're they're kind of they're. The last like ten or so games, you're kind of seeing them really kind of figure it out as a group. So you get CJ back in there as the second scorer. You've got two great defenders in Covington and Derek Jones Jr. And then you've got Nurk or Canner, depending, I guess, on the game situation at center. That's a good starting five. It's a good starting five. I, I wouldn't you're bench right. Derek Jones Jr. for Lamarcus Aldridge because of his defense. It's so you, elite. You wouldn't. You'd probably bench Rocco. Because of that, but I mean, but at the same time, I think, I, think, I think, yeah, his defense is to me has been better than uh, Derek Jones's. It's just Robert Covington is in the top of every defensive category. He's a top five guy right now. So I think Derek Jones is better on the ball, but off the ball, Covington's insane. So, but, Steals uh, constantly. But right. if Lamarcus has been playing footsies with Dame for the past couple years now, you know, saying I'm gonna, I want to retire a Blazer, I want to be back there. He knew that first year in San Antonio, I made a mistake. I should have stayed. And we heard him say, like, I made a mistake. 
I probably should have stayed. Even tried to get a trade worked out to go back to Portland at a point. Like, so if you think LaMarcus can't help you at this point, you're crazy. And if you're still mad about him leaving, and man, listen, this is what guys do. This is what they do. You're going to be really mad at Dame when he decides to go play for the Lakers or do something else, play for Golden State towards the end of his career. You're going to be real mad at that point if that's how you feel about LaMarcus coming back, man. He couldn't tell you guys, man, or couldn't tell any of us, I'm going to test free agency. We'd have, been, we'd have been on his head all year. All year if he said, I'm going to test free agency when the season comes. No, I'm going to be a blazer. Free agency game, yeah, I'm out. That's, you know, we can't fault him for wanting to do something else and it didn't work for him. He saw the saw that grass, grass was wasn't greener, greener. Yeah. and wants to come back. And then that's fine. But honestly, I don't, I don't know if he will come back because the Lakers have LeBron. Um, Brooklyn is a team that it seems like everybody wants to play for Brooklyn now. So, so much for that. Nobody wants to play with Harden and Kyrie thing. You know, that, that, that's pretty much over. Um, so there's, there's still options for him, but yeah, it makes most, most sense for him to come back to the Blazers. And of all those teams, the Blazers need him the most. Yes, sure. hundred percent. But I just think it's going to be for a different role than you're you're saying. That. He's not going to be the Lamarcus that he was six years. No, ago. and he's let's, also let's not. Be, he's also not going. He's going to be. It's going to be a small role. It's going to be a small role. That's how it's going to be. And I think the the problem that there that could come from it is that you've got too many guys looking for shots on the second unit that maybe the offense becomes a little stagnant. Because I can just picture Melo and Lamarcus both trying to post up, <laughs> and then just like completely isolation basketball, black hole basketball. And just kind of having issues with that because Lamarcus is still a mid-range jumper. Carmelo's a mid-range jumper, and he's not like a catch and shoot guy either. Like he needs the ball in his hand yes. to kind of work, get that fadeaway shot that he's you know but, got down. I mean, Rod- Rodney Hood is a guy that needs the ball in his hand somewhat to work. He can do some catch and shoot. And then, although I'd like Rodney Hood to stop playing because boy is he not good. He's not. But that to, bad. to to be fair, you he's know, Lamarcus bad. has improved his three point shooting. You know, he's a thirty six percent this year, thirty eight last year. You know, at a point he was forty one when he uh, got to San Antonio. So it's like he's he's actually improved that top of the key uh, three point shot. And in this Blazers offense, that man that can work. And let's just be real, like the Blazers don't have a, a Golden State man. Everybody touch the ball type of offense. Keep moving the ball. It's. That's the definition of isolation basketball. Yeah. The Blazers are last in the league in assists. Right, but what the last in the league in assists. But They're, the problem that has happened on the second unit especially is because the defense isn't good enough on that second unit, you want to see a little bit more ball movement to get open shots. I, and I think they've tried that occasionally on the second unit. Now, I know Melo will often dominate, but you'll see a lot more passing around the perimeter when the second unit does come out there to play. That's just my concern is that you put too much stagnation on the court at once it just limits what you can do and offensively. Also, if you're talking about CJ coming back, who's someone that is currently starting that would then go to that second unit, Gary, Gary Trent. Trent. And yep. there's another guy that's wants his shots too. So this yeah. this starting five that you know that we're talking about, like it's gonna change. When Nurkic gets back, man, he's Cantor's not gonna be the starter yep. anymore. So that cohesiveness that we're talking about, it's gonna blow up anyway. So why not blow it up with a guy that knows your offense? Is incredibly uh, uh, prepared to come in that into that situation and be that pick I just, and pop guy if he needs to. Like I just don't I, think Lamarcus is a starter anymore, man. I I don't I, think he is. I would disagree. I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a lot of power forwards that do more than him in the league. And I don't want and I don't want to lose Jones Jr. and Covington on the starting five because they're very very important. I would lose one of those if it means getting the scoring you know that that Lamarcus can bring to you and potentially the rim protection that he can bring to you. So just Maybe. saying. 
but he's older. So there's a risk. It's low risk, but there's a risk there. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, it is time for the Rashad Taylor edition of Hate It or Love It. That's next. First Joe Hesports. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, so this is a unique hate it or love it today. It was discussed last week because Rashad really wanted to be the host and have control over the buttons. That's a point for me, right? (laughs) That's a lost point for him there. Uh, He wanted to have control over the sounds and he wanted to have control over the questions. And who am I to say no? And Joe wanted to be a part of the uh, the hot take club here. You know, I feel yes. like I should be making up some sort of excuse, like I'm, I'm too tired to do this. I can't give the hot takes, but also I'm well rested, so I should be able to do this. <laughs> well, no, some of these should be good. And I think this, you know, one of these is going to be a little lob for you, Joe. So let's play. You ready? Let's do it. All I'm right. Ready. Here we go, man. Joe, like I said, here's the lob, man. Your boy Dak Prescott got paid earlier this week, right? Four years, $160 million to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, that might be a little bit of a problem, though. While his salary is the first among quarterbacks, uh, they also signed Amari Cooper to a five-year, $100 million deal, which is the first among wide receivers in the league. And then Ezekiel Elliott to a six-year, $90 million deal, which is the first amongst running backs in the league. Should be noticed that Demarcus Lawrence is actually making the fifth, he's the fifth highest defensive end uh, paid, or fifth, fifth highest paid defensive end in the league. Hate it or love it, man. The Dallas Cowboys screwed themselves by paying uh, Dak Prescott all that money. Taking this first one, huh? Go for it, yeah. The lob for you. They screwed themselves. I hate it that that is what how you worded it. Is it a lot of money? Obviously, 40 years per year. But as I just saw with Patrick Mahomes, I think the other day, is they're already restructuring his contract to free up some cap space. So these contracts initially might seem like outlandish, but you have guys restructuring them literally a year or two after the fact to help create some cap space. Another guy you didn't mention for the Cowboys who they're paying a lot is Jalen Smith, one of their linebackers as well. Um, so you're absolutely right. They have a lot of money to a few guys on that roster. But these teams, they're able to finagle the contracts and get them so that way they can basically not have to pay as much as it seems. Um, and was with, your alarm going off there, Jim? No, it was actually a video <laughs> call. And with Dak, I mean, I you had to pay him. You saw exactly what happened once he left the team last year. And granted, when he left the team, they were one and three, I'm pretty sure already. So it's not as if his performance was leading them to wins. But you could say that their defense wasn't giving him a lot of help either. That Cleveland game, they gave up 50 points. So and he was balling out. He had he was leading the league in yards. He was he was doing everything in his power. And if you go back and look and see what he's done before then. I think you had to pay him, and I'm not too worried about it yet. The one I'm worried about is Zeke. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say hate as well, and this is because Dak Prescott is a good to top quarterback in the NFL. You have to pay your guys. If you have a quarterback who is a good to top half, the top 10 quarterback in the league, you have to pay him, and it's just what the market value says right now. So they did the the uh, the tag a couple of times, right, Or they, and they didn't want to keep going higher and higher in the tag. 
And there is risk to this deal because Dak Prescott did have the serious injury at the end of last year. But we are in a time in sports where serious injuries do not have as much of an effect. People are able to come back to them a little bit easier. Um, and they also made this a bit backloaded as well. So like Joe said, you can kind of change the way the contract is done to make it a little bit more, more manageable. He's only going to make nine mil in salary this coming year. And he had a $13 million signing bonus. It goes up to 20 and then 31 and then 29. But there's also an opt out after the third year as well. So there's ways to manipulate this contract to make it a little bit better for the Cowboys as you go down the road. The biggest thing for me here is contract decisions on quarterbacks as much as the money seems bad are never as bad as they sound because you need a quarterback. And to Joe's point, it was a great point. How did the Cowboys look when Dak Prescott went out last year? Like one of the worst teams in the NFL, right? It was Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci and other random people, and it just didn't work because you didn't have Dak Prescott there. You got to lock up your guys. You don't want to be my team, the Denver Broncos, stuck in quarterback purgatory since forever, except for the two years with Peyton Manning or three years with Peyton Manning. You don't want to get stuck like that. So if you're the Cowboys and you let Dak walk because you don't want to pay him, then you're stuck. Maybe you get lucky and draft a guy early on, but the chances of that are not as good as you think. You already have him. You found him. He was a third-round pick. Good job. Dak Prescott's worth it. Okay, man. Great round, fellas. Uh, Moving on from Joe's team to mine, man. Uh, Cam Newton signed a $14 million deal for one year to run it back uh, for the Patriots, much to the chagrin of a lot of Patriots fans like myself. The Patriots are in an interesting position this year because it seems like they are still going after one Jimmy Garoppolo. But also, they are, for the first time in a long time, they're in the top 15 of the draft, actually pick number 15, and a lot of mock drafts have them taking Alabama's Mac Jones. So, hater to love it, Cam Newton will be the starter for the New England Patriots week one. I love it. Um, I think it's going to be Cam because, first of all, I don't know if Mac Jones is really the guy. There's a lot of talk of him doing well in the combine stuff so far and the in the pre-draft stuff but i'm always very very nervous about the one-year starter at a school like alabama who had a great year with all the talent around him going into the nfl is very different because you're not going to have every position filled with the best player in your sport at that position uh, and we've seen actually alabama quarterbacks don't do super well in the nfl although um i guess i guess he was partially an alabama quarterback Jalen hurts did pretty well in his first year on the eagles so I think, I think it'll be Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton got a little bit of a bad rap last year. Now, he did have some struggle throwing the ball on short intermediate passes. He was a little bit inaccurate as the year went on. But early in the year, remember Cam Newton was playing well? Remember we were all like, oh, wow, the Patriots are going to be a, a better team than we thought, and Cam Newton maybe found a little bit of a fountain of youth here. So I think because of that, I, I view Cam Newton as the surefire starting out. They draft a quarterback in the first round. Because it's Bill Belichick and because it's the Patriots, I feel like they wouldn't start him anyway. If you've already got Cam Newton there, if you've already got a guy who has experience, let the let the rookie learn. You don't have to throw him in so fast. You don't got to go the same way as some of the other teams that get panicked and just put the rookie in in the second week. Unless Cam gets hurt, I suppose, because there is a chance of that. I think give Cam one more shot, and if he doesn't do it this year, then I could say he's he's burnt out, and that's the end of his, his career being a great starting quarterback or even good starting quarterback. But give him one more chance this year and see if it happens, and if it doesn't, then move on to the rookie that you drafted. Yeah, I uh, I love it that he will be the week one starter. Last year, it it was a very up and down year for Cam, but you had those moments where it's like, okay, th- this is working in a sense. They, they took Seattle down to the last second, and Seattle was fighting for the number one seed in the NFC, 
up until the last week of the season. They played the Buffalo Bills really close one game. Then, you know, if it, you know, unfortunately wasn't for a Cam Newton fumble towards the end of the game, then that could have gone differently as well. They blew out the Los Angeles Chargers, who were looking great in the season as well at different points. And the COVID thing really threw them off. I mean, that that was definitely a momentum changer for the season, for the trajectory of the team. And I think that there is a got to be careful because there was clearly a mutual respect between Brady and Bill check. But what you've seen Cam Newton say in the offseason and them obviously re-signing them is that Cam is like, dude, Bill Belichick is a wizard like that guy is amazing. And I think Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel see Cam Newton and they're like, this is a guy that we can do a lot of different stuff with. And we want to give this one more go because I just feel like we were somewhat robbed of a full season of what we could potentially get going with him. Because remember, Cam had COVID before the year, and he said it hit him hard. So he didn't. He wasn't in the same shape he would have normally been in going into the season. And frankly, the Patriots team wasn't very good. Yeah, they were not. So they didn't I, have a lot I of weapons. Like, yeah. I feel like that would be a a big boost just to get him full year, off season normal, no COVID, and see how Cam does. Okay, uh, we got two more, man. Uh, Damian Lillard uh, has clutch baskets against every single NBA franchise. I saw a video the other day. It's about yep. five minutes long. That means he has a game-winning, game-tying, or a shot to, to lead or complete uh, a comeback. We saw Damian Lillard do it again in the All-Star game. I think anybody that was a Blazer fan knew exactly what was going to happen. He was going to pull up, and the shot was going to go in. It looked like Steph Curry even knew about it and waved goodbye to the crowd, a la Damian Lillard before it happened hater to love it Damian Lillard is the most clutch player in the league love it I mean there's you try and think of all the clutch players in the league you know it you really have to start finding excuses or reasons to call them that like you can say LeBron sure but then again his track record of making last minute shots or have and granted he has a lot of NBA final. I mean he is LeBron so he has come in the clutch, but down a bucket with 15 seconds. If you're down five, I mean, you, whatever the deficit is, when you have Damian Lillard, you don't feel out of it. And when it gets closer to crunch time, Dame time, Lillard time, and you know you need some buckets, just like the other night uh, against the Warriors, he had been struggling all night. They were double teaming him. He had like 15 points. And then, oh, let me just rattle off eight, nine in a row, and let me, let, let's get this win real quick. To me, and he's done it against every single team. There was a compilation on Twitter yeah. that someone put together of him literally making a game-winning, game-tying, sent it to overtime every NBA against squad. every single NBA team since he's come into the league. It's not surprising anymore. Again, when you try to think of other clutch players throughout the league, Steph may come to mind, but again, making those last-second shots... It, you, you just can't think of a lot of guys that have done what Damien has in his track record. Now it goes to say that, you know, the team has put him in those positions, those close games to have him have to do that. Whereas Steph and LeBron, they have good enough teams to where they're just winning, you know, down the stretch. So again, there's not maybe a lot of players with those opportunities, but when those opportunities are presented, Dame takes on that challenge and he closes out. He does it. There, I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's not surprising anymore. It's almost patented, just like a Carmelo uh, 
like jumper, head. you know, yeah. exactly. It's like you just know what's going to happen. There's not too many players in the NBA who I would consider to be clutch right now. Um, Damian Lillard would obviously be number one. I think a lot of people give Jason Tatum a lot of love for being clutch, and maybe Luka as well has hit some clutch shots early in his career. So I would say those three I would consider to be the most clutch players. Uh, maybe Kevin Durant, although we haven't seen it in a while because he's been hurt, but hitting a, a really big clutch shot or James Harden. Uh, Damian Lillard is number one in the league in his uh, efficient field goal percentage in the clutch. He has a 776, which is 140 points higher than second, which is Colin Sexton, then James Harden, then KD, then LeBron, then Jamal Murray, then Kyle Lowry, then Kyrie Irving. That's the top for efficient field goal, which is an analytic-based stat. Um, I, I couldn't find it. I was looking while Joe was talking, but there was a tweet that I saw like a month ago, which is why I probably can't find it. It was the ranks in the NBA in clutch time for Lillard. And Lillard is in first in all of like the points categories, but in minutes and stuff, he was like in fifth or sixth. So not only is he in first in points, he's doing it in less, in less minutes, minutes of yeah. clutch time. Um, and he's also now turning it into a little bit of a defensive side of the ball thing too. Remember against the Warriors, he took the charge. Uh, against Draymond Green at the end of the game after he had hit the clutch shot already. So it's not just his shots. It's also the defensive side of the ball that he's adding that in as well. Um, it's just one of those things that when you see him in a close game late, you know he's going to hit it. You just know it. And his percentages are outrageous too. I think he was hitting like 60% of his threes in, cl in clutch time this year. 60%. Not like 30, not 40, 60% of his threes and like 80% of his shots and like 97% of his free throws. It was just insane. Now that may have changed a little bit since I last saw that stat because that was a month or so ago. But I mean, it's out absolutely outrageous. And I love that Steph missed the shot. That would have won them the game in the All-Star game. And then and Dame, Dame was the one who went and, and got it. Absolutely. I mean, that, Proud moment for all Blazer fans around. Very, very there. fitting. So yes, Dame is, I love, he is the most clutch player in the NBA. And it ain't close. Maybe. I don't, I don't think so either. Okay, last one. This is going to be a fun one. So, we got news over the weekend that Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez called it quits. Yeah. Then find out, no, they didn't. Uh, however, you look at J-Lo's kind of checkered past, <laughs> and she's got a lot of bodies uh, on her count. So, you're talking about guys like Puff, the, the then named Puff Daddy, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Mark Anthony, to name a, two, name a few. She's been married three times. Guys, hate her to love it. Joe Jennifer has a chance with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> well, that's what that was my hate her to love it. J Lo is no longer wifey material at 51. No, no, hate. She's still loaded. Then, of course, that's wifey material. And she's hot <laughs> as hell. Holy cow. Uh, she may be insane, right? I, I, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say she probably is insane in some way if she can't stay married to four different guys. But um, I think there's a lot of positives that you would take that risk, right? If J-Lo came up to you and was like, hey, Rashad. Is that how she said it? Yeah. <laughs> you would do it in a heartbeat, an absolute heartbeat. Now, she might be insane. You might wind up despising her over the course of time. But, uh, man, you'd give it a shot, wouldn't you? Because maybe you'd be the one. Maybe you'd be the one to settle her down, and then you'd have J-Lo for the rest of your life. How fantastic is that? Or for a couple couple weeks. So well, not, I, just, I meant settling, you're settling her down. She's not not wifey material is the question. Yes. I love it. She clearly is not. I mean, those are, uh, you said Ben Affleck, Mark Anthony, guy A-Rod, and who, uh, 
uh, Puff Drake, Daddy. Drake is in there. Puff Daddy. Uh, the dancer of hers is in there. Yeah. yeah. As, as one Cindy Lauper said, girls just want to have fun. And maybe that's just what she is. She is non-committal. Feet get cold as you get closer to that marriage date. Don't you want to try Jenny from the block? I would. Would I want a wife her? Hopefully when no prenup involved. So that way I can uh, take her for half. You know, I mean, got to look out for numero uno over here. It is a little sad, isn't it? Because the, those two were such a power couple. They did seem like a good fit. It did they, seem they almost did. like, hey, you know what? I but see, I we see can this be working together. But it yeah. should be noted that she was trying to become an owner of a sports team when she dated Mark. When she was with Mark Anthony, Mark Anthony she was trying to become a Latin pop star. When she dated Diddy, she was trying to become um, a music star. When she dated uh, Ben Affleck, she was trying to really further her movie career. Uh, so, so everything is a strategic. People move oh. for J-Lo in between there. So, so you're saying she's not real. I'm, I will not wife her, but that's just me. That's just me personally. But That whole song with Ja Rule, I'm real, uh, she was is a not. lie. She is not. So she didn't even write well, that. Well, maybe she wants to get into sports radio. Well, quite possibly. She can always <laughs> come work here. And I'm sure we would all love to have, have Jenny from the block uh, <laughs> up here in the booth. But for today, man, in his first time, he comes in and gets the W. Joe Fish with the big win today. Can't help but feel that was intentional. But then guess what? what can I'm I taking say? three points away just for being a jerk because you do it to me all the time. But I'm still going to give you the win so you can have it. You know, I, I saw it going both ways. I saw it, you know. Rashad, Rashad had like, a lot of points going out there. Yeah, Rashad's yeah. like, you know, let's get I'm Joe fair. his first win. I'm fair. Or, if you look at this, it's the, the score was 13-12 Joe. Yeah, I saw it going either way. It was either let's get Joe's first win or let's get revenge for all the times Joe did me dirty. Well, luckily, so. I'm not petty. So all there right. you go. So I guess I'd lead the next segment. Yeah. Sports. Go next. for it. All right. Sports next here on Sports Sunday on The Fan. Business with fast free shipping. Call 877-ASK-DELL. Again, that's 877-ASK-DELL. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right. Last few minutes here on Sports Sunday. Give you a nice short segment, Joe. Just yes. as per usual. Yes. And basically my PSA is uh, don't have kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. I'm dealing with the third year in a row now of some sort of birthday party get together for my son now being in limbo and possibly being canceled. Oh, what happened? Are you not the one who is planning it? Is, uh, is mom planning it? It's going to be at his mother's house, and apparently his stepsisters were up, thrown up all night, and oh, we're going to do a small little get-together with you know his mom's family and me, and I think my dad was going to come by, and we were all going to do it outside and everything like that. Last year got canceled because it was right around this time with COVID and everything, and then the year before year before, it was entirely his fault. I'm not feeling very good, and then sure enough, we tell him the party's going to get canceled, and he's feeling great all of a sudden. So it's just three well, years in a row dealing with this. All right. What's your backup to- plan, then, if the party goes away? You got to do something for, for little Joe. My backup plan is... Is it his to- birthday today? It is Tuesday. Nice. Today was going to be the plan, you know, the get-together and right. open presents and eat some good food and just hang out outside. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just mini putt. I guess, I guess we just got to go. Is that a thing he enjoys doing? Yeah, mini putt. Yeah, okay. that's why it's that's why I didn't say eighteen holes. You know, because if I was like, all right, Joey, for your birthday, we're gonna go play golf. 
well, would the, be like the Twelfth uh, and the Greens has a really good mini golf course. <laughs> yeah, that's one. We that's would a go really to. really good outdoor mini golf course, and each hole is based on like a real PGA Tour course in some way. I don't maybe know. take them to Top Golf. Yeah, that's a good idea. Top Golf fun. Yeah, some games and, and some other stuff. Two hundred dollars later. I mean, it is, it is but it's also your son's birthday. My, my theory is that I could spend. You just made so much on Bitcoin, Joe. Just you're you're fine. <laughs> don't say anything. <laughs> I don't want someone taping me to a chair in a basement, hooking me up to a car battery, trying to get my passwords and stuff like that. <laughs> but I will say, and I have long held this opinion that if you give me a hundred dollars to Top Golf or a hundred dollars to Island Greens. That hundred dollars is going a hell of a lot further at Island Greens. I'm, oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm hitting multiple buckets. I'm getting a ton of beers. I'm getting a lot of food, way more than I would there. I would be able to actually help pay for some of my buddies, whereas that hundred dollars at Top Golf would probably just cover myself. Yeah, that's not what you pay for at Top Golf, though. You pay for the the, the ambience, the know? experience, yeah, the vibe. Exactly. It is it's fun like to a, go there. I mean, it's like it's a, a club. It's a it's a it's like a club for golf. And, you, you know, you got the game. You, got, you, you try to get the ball into the various little sections out there on the driving range. I, I can do that at, at Yeah, but there's Island no Greens, automated though. screen tracking the ball, and there's no there's no actual just points being automated. It's fun. You kids and your technology. Top golf's fun. I like it. I'm going go for the island. Myself. I'm going for the island. I'm telling you, I went there the other night. The sun was setting just right. Heaven on earth, that place. Mm. I, I do love to Alton Island Greens. So. I don't know if you're going to have that today. I know it's kind of crappy out, but maybe you'll get a little sun. Yeah, we've had gonna, a really good couple of days. We're gonna have to get that mini really put nice. in real quick before the rain comes in. Well, hopefully the birthday party is not canceled. But if it is, do something special for little Joe or medium Joe. Sorry, do something special for medium Joe. Yeah, he's uh, from what I understand is he's uh, not taking the news very well right now. Uh, I, gotta, I could imagine. I would imagine. I gotta, could imagine. Got to do some consoling here. And like I said, hey bud, how does eighteen sound, huh? Let's go. Uh, let's go play some golf with Dad. Sound fun? No, Dad. I wanted a party for myself. Fine. Blame your stepsisters. No, have have kids. They're pretty cool. But just <laughs> stuff like this happens. You're just like, come on, dude. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. Congrats, Joe, on your first hater to love it win. I'll thank you. And uh, we'll be back next week, nine to eleven. Yeah, hopefully. May your Oregon Ducks, Oregon State Beavers. Your Gonzaga Zogs, I like to make fun of them, the Zogs, and whatever team you're rooting for, may them get a good seed in Selection Sunday today. Yes, indeed. And uh, good luck in your first-round matchup late next week. We'll see you next week, 9 to 11. Have a very good rest of your weekend.